Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Vikings Vent Line, what's going on? Declan Goff here. We're going to be back at full strength here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and also on wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. We're going to have Colin, Ryan, Justin here uh, to break down some Vikings talk. We're going to do some NFL draft talk. We're going to talk some quarterback, backup quarterback speculation, and even go down memory lane and figure out who is our favorite Vikings backup quarterback. There's been so many great starting quarterbacks, emphasis on great. Uh, there's also been a hilarious amount of backup quarterbacks. We had a fun conversation with this uh, on Matt. Mackie and Judd on Friday, so I want to bring in uh, these three dudes and get their opinions on that as well. Uh, if you want to join Vikings Ventline in a future Sunday show, please shoot me an email. Uh, it's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, I have some guys in queue, but I do have openings coming up the next couple weeks. By all means, shoot me an email. You can also DM me on Twitter. Um, I'll get you in the list. I know everyone has, has Vikings takes. We're going to try to do this every uh, every Sunday, basically, leading up back to the season like we used to do with Mackie and Judd. So um, it should be a fun time. Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button too on our YouTube channel uh, that you're watching this on the Purple Daily Podcast and on our second YouTube channel, that's Score North MN, where you can find talks on the Twins. Uh, we'll do additional Vikings talks there as well, Timberwolves, Wild, everything, movie reviews. Uh, hit that subscribe button, and thank you uh, for supporting Score North. All right, let's get our guys in here. We have Colin. We have Ryan. We have Justin. Uh, it is WrestleMania Sunday, as some of us are supporting and knowing. We have uh, uh, what Justin said. His buddies are on his way over. Collins rocking a Ric Flair shirt. Ryan, I don't know if he's going to be turning on uh, WrestleMania tonight. But maybe, you know, it's on Peacock. If you have Peacock, by all means, turn it on, man. Brock Lesnar? Um, yeah, if he comes back, I'm all in. That's exactly why uh, I, I want to see what happens. We could totally turn this into a WrestleMania breakdown, and like Phil Mackey would honestly love that. Uh, but we will, we will keep it on Vikings talk uh, to start things off. Boys, uh, there's been a lot of speculation recently that obviously with the three team, with San Francisco trending up to third overall, could a fourth team maybe jump in there? The Falcons claim they're open for business, that they would be open to the idea of possibly making a trade and trading back. So my first question is, and we've discussed this with Mackie and Judd before too, should the Vikings trade up to fourth overall? What would you be willing to give up? And who would you like to take at fourth overall? Would it be another one of those quarterbacks? Would it be Panay Sewell and just sew up the offensive line? We're going to start with Colin. So, Colin, what would you do to get up to fourth overall, and who would you take? Um, honestly, I think Jerry Jones is going to be psychotic, and he's going to trade up to four to get Kyle Pitts. I'm really not going to lie because that's what Jerry Jones does. But that being said, if the Vikings were to trade up, 
I would say we'd have to swap number ones, give the second, third round pick, the top fourth round pick, and a one and three next year. And Penn Isel, to me, is the answer. Like, he, if people are looking at him as being a guy that, yeah, he didn't play last year, but to me, for a guy that big, that size, he was dominant two years ago. And the way I look at it, it's an extra year of tread on the tires, and he can run block, he can pass block. And one thing about the left tackles that have come out of the Pac-12, they tend to be able to block really well when it comes to the passing game, whether it's Baselli, whether it's Tyron Smith, whether it's whoever. Like, you get Hall of Fame guys that play left tackles that can pass block. Whether I think the Vikings are going to do it or not, we'll see. But I think that would be the best move. Yeah, I think it's like the logical move, obviously, because, you know, I, I personally still think it's Trey Lance that goes third overall. Now there's this Mac Jones team. I think it's Trey Lance. I think San Francisco and other people are just throwing out smoke screens to avoid it. Lance seems like the guy, too, that Shanahan would love to have there. Um, but I think if you're going to go up to fourth overall and you're going to give up those resources, like trading up to fourth to maybe take the fourth quarterback in Justin Fields, odds are only one or two of these guys are going to pan out and be superstars. Probably Trevor Lawrence. I like Zach Wilson a lot too, but you don't you don't know uh, with the small body of work at BYU. Odds are the majority of these five quarterbacks that are probably going to go in the first round, only like one or two of them are probably going to have legitimate NFL careers. And if you're going to be the Vikings and you want to trade up to fourth to get that offensive lineman and just say, hey, we now have the best lineman available. I know we gave up a lot of resources, but Kirk, your left side is protected. Dakota Dozier probably doesn't have to step on the field ever again. I know he's back with the Vikings. Good for him. Get your paycheck, buddy. I'm all for guys making their money. But at the same time, I don't want him on the football field. So uh, you would that would be probably the logical thing to do is to take the Panay Sewell. But uh, what about you, Ryan? Would, would If you traded up to fourth overall, what would you get? And would you also go with Sewell or, or someone else at fourth overall? Well, um, I would jump up to fourth overall by uh, basically trading a load, but I want to get a second-round pick too. Um, I think the way I would do that is, is basically package our first, third, uh, three-fourths, two-fifths, and then a sixth. Wow. All right. and then our, then our uh, 2022 and 2023 first-round picks. Um. I don't want Jerry Jones to jump up and grab Kyle Pitts because I'm going to tell you the truth right now, man. Kyle Pitts looks like a stud, man. He yeah, he dude. just looks like he could just totally rock it. And can you imagine, guys, like tw- like the 12 personnel um, having like having Thielen and Jefferson and Smith along with Pitts together? Yes. You can't stack the box against Delvin. Come on now. I, I mean, I know we got to get rid of our, our trash can of uh, Dakota Dozier, but you know, how, how do you how do you, you seriously like line up against that? How do you come up against that? I mean, I, it would be tough. It'd be difficult. For sure. So, Dude, you, you're speaking my language. I've been saying this on Kyle Pitts, too. I, I, he is going to be an absolute freak. He's not just a tight end. This dude can play wide receiver. He's he's insane. I'm really excited to see him ball out. Trading up to fourth overall to get Pitts? A little steep. Like, if, if he starts sliding into the draft and it's like maybe 10 or 11, the Vikings are at 14, I might consider it. I might consider it then because you probably aren't going to give up the same resources, obviously, that you would have to give up to fourth overall. But I do echo your statement. Like, go all in on offense. Just say, hey, good luck trying to stop us with Thielen and Jefferson and Herb Smith and Kyle Pitts and Dalvin Cook. I mean, my God, that's like a video game player's heaven right there on offense. It'd be fun as hell. Um, what about you, Justin? For fourth overall... Uh, your your GM Rick Spielman here. What would you do? What would you give up, and who would you take at fourth overall? 
Well, honestly, for me, I don't think it's worth trading up and to the top five unless you're taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, to move up to the top five from, from where we're at at number 14, it's going to take a lot of equity to get up there, you know? And I think from us jumping from 14 to four, we'd have to give up a lot. Like uh, our previous guy just said, we'd have to give up our third round, two third round picks. We have four fourth round picks. Um, We have a fifth round pick and a sixth round pick. And so me personally, I don't think it's worth it at all. The only reason why we trade up there is to get maybe the franchise quarterback, because I believe in that Penny Sewell, unless he goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, he's going to slide a little bit. And I don't think uh, Miami at six is going to take him. I don't think Detroit at seven is going to be taking him. Carolina maybe at eight I think has a big interest. And I think with Carolina giving up their second-round picks next year and fourth-round pick next year and the sixth-round pick this year, they may be willing to move back a little bit. So I think at the eight range, the nine range with Denver with, you know, George Patton being the guy there, Mm -hmm. I think that eight and nine range is more of the range that we're going to try to trade up for. Me personally, if I were thinking if I was Rick Spielman, there's no way I'm trading up. I'm going to trade back in the draft. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to trade back as much as I can and try to accumulate a second round pick if I can. Maybe even more third round picks because if you're able to trade back and you're still able to get a quality cornerback, for instance, or a pass rusher, or heck, you can get yourself an offensive lineman because this offensive lineman class is really deep. You can get guys at the end of the first round who you can plug and play right away. And one of those guys I like a lot is Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. 2019, he was all SEC guard. 2020, he was all SEC tackle. I know Ben Lieber on KFAN has been bringing him up a few times. Um, Another tackle, too, Samuel Cosme from Texas. He's another athletic tackle that I think we could target. So, And those guys, I think, will be around that 20 to 26 range. So if we can find someone to trade back, I think I'd rather do that. If we're going to trade up, though, and for that fourth overall pick, the only person that I want to trade up for is Justin Fields. And there's no reason why, in my opinion, he should even be there at number four. Mm -hmm. To me, he's the number two quarterback, and it's not even close. I don't think Zach Wilson is better than him. And if I were the Jets, and if I was a Jets fan, I'd be fearful right now that they're going to take Zach Wilson over Justin Fields because Zach Wilson in 2019, 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And look at the quality of play that Justin Fields is going up against to a Zach Wilson. So if I'm the Vikings, I have no interest in trading up to fourth overall and I'd rather try to trade back. Yeah, man, it's it's a really good point because I went just one pick in the first 70 selections right now, as it stands right now for the Vikings, I believe without that second round pick. It definitely makes more sense, and I think it's also more likely a trade back happens and obviously trading up to fourth or even moving up to Denver's spot at like nine or ten. However, um, it is very interesting. If you're going to go to fourth, that means you're you're looking at a quarterback. Like you're looking at something big. You're not not trading up to fourth to get a tackle. And I know this team desperately, desperately needs a tackle, and guys like Elijah Barrett Tucker can be there. Maybe Derrishaw's there. You know, there's going to be options. You definitely don't want to just be taking the best position available when there's other guys that could be there at 14. Yeah, like you never know how a draft board shakes up. Um, I, I personally am bullish on Zach Wilson. I think the dude's going to be a baller, but you, I, you're right. I mean, Ohio State's played better competition. Justin Fields has a bigger body of work. Um, I think he's more athletic than Zach is. It is a curious move what the Jets are going to do, and if anything, as shown us for the longest time, the Jets will most likely screw it up. So, I, I mean, I would, even though us Vikings fans are tortured – I don't think we would screw up that decision. The Jets will definitely uh, screw up that decision. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, though, 
if the Vikings could possibly take a rookie quarterback, there's maybe someone you could trade for. I don't think any of there's big free agent name out there. You know, Teddy Bridgewater claims that he has the free roams to go back and, and, and basically facilitate his own trade. I love Teddy. I know that ain't going to happen at $10 million, and I don't want to back up QB at $10 million on this team right now. But what would you guys do? Colin, we'll start with you. Uh, prioritizing a backup for Kirk, are you looking on draft day? Are, is there someone you'd like to trade for? What would you like to see the Vikings do? Or would you like to see them just keep Sean Manning? Well, I mean, as far as when it comes to Sean Mannion, I mean, I equivalent Sean Mannion to if you were painting a wall and you were trying to paint it like an exotic color, it would be like Sean Mannion would be the primer that you put on the wall before <laughs> you put an exotic color over it. That's about is what I would get out of Sean Mannion. I'm going to go totally off the reservation on this a little bit, and I'm really bullish on this guy, and I guess you can go kind of a reckless speculation on this call. Okay. But there's going to be an expendable quarterback in from a Florida team that's out here. It's going to be out there. There's a new. There's going to be a new quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. His name is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer is the new head coach. He's going to bring in Alex Smith to be the – whisper for Trevor Lawrence. There's a guy who they drafted in the sixth round that has played in the NFL. He would be the ultimate, like, you know, Napoleon dynamite moment. But I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if the Vikings were to trade their last fourth round pick and maybe add a six for Gardner Minshew, this guy has played in the NFL. There's a reason why they're picking number one and it's not because they're good. They have a relationship with Keenan McCardo, their new wide receivers coach. Minshew's never had the talent around him. You bring him in to back up Kirk for the next year or two. If things go sour with Kirk for this year and they blow the whole thing up, at least you've got a guy who's in there that could be a guy who steps in if they decide to draft a rookie quarterback next year. I think he's a really likable guy. and He's going to be the last. He's going to be out. He's going to be a third stringer. And it won't cost him a lot to get him. I mean, he's on a sixth. He's on a sixth-round contract. Right. I think he could be a guy that literally could step – I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the starter, but he's far more intriguing than Nate Browning or, – or Nate Stanley, Jake Browning, or Sean Mannion. So, to me, yeah. he would be a really easy guy to like. He kind of reminds me of, like, a Jake DeLome, like just kind of a fire starter, sure. a gunslinger. He could step right in if something happened, and who knows, so – I'm going yeah. a little crazy. It's not. I have nothing against some of these rookies out of the top five, but to me, I like a guy who has experience and has mm-hmm. a little bit of toughness, and I think he's got it. So, yeah, I I love that idea. I mean, Gardner Minshew is making chump change. He's made a handful of starts. Yeah. He he probably is an ideal backup quarterback. Like he probably has a legitimate chance to play in this league as a backup for for five ten years. Like that he does. That's probably his ceiling. We know what he is. And also, Kirk has played so poorly to start seasons the last, basically the last two years, most notably, that I want some pressure underneath him. Like, he knows Sean Manning isn't going to get challenge him for his job. And if they traded for Gardner Minshew, he also knows that, like, Gardner's not going to be pushing him to challenge. He's not worried about it. But at the same time, I like the idea of having someone behind him. And even though he's been an Iron Man and he's been durable, he's taken a lick behind that offensive line, he's one sack away from getting hurt. And if Sean Manning has to come in, your season's over. Like, that, that that's it. Like, pack a lunch. Like, Gardner Minshew can at least steal you a game or two. He's a competent quarterback. Yeah, man. I really, really like that. Even, even uh, not even a fourth. I think you could probably get him for even something less. Um, I think that's a really good idea. Ryan, what do you think uh, for backing up Kirk Cousins? Are, are you looking at the draft? Is there someone you'd like to trade for? Who, who should back up Kirk Cousins next season? Definitely don't want to bring in a primary 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly, this is the, the reason why I would want the Falcons uh, second round pick as well is because I would go after Kellen Mond. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that guy's going to be a baller. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback someday, and he can back up Cousins because now Cousins' contract is, is you know, it's guaranteed for the next two years. So why don't why not bring somebody in to learn behind him, and then when Cousins is gone, he takes over, mm-hmm. you know, and and I I could just see that being a, a really good thing. Um, right now, like with the way the offensive line is, I don't know. I honestly don't think Cousins can hold up. I think he's taken up too much of the salary cap, and um, I really think that uh, he is like basically one hit away from not playing. Yeah, you know, and and I I would hate to throw a rookie quarterback into that, but like you said before, Sean Mannion, if we have to run with him, we're done. It's yeah, it's simple as that. I guess too, like if if you're really serious, and I don't know, you know, draft season never sleeps. It's 365 days a year. People are already looking at the 2022 draft, so I, I don't know what the quarterback situation is going into 2022. The only the only bright side is if if you could look at it, if Sean Manning has to start multiple games, is well, we're probably gonna be picking in the top five. If if uh, if ideally, if if, if uh, Kirk got hurt early. You're probably going to be picking in the top five, so that that would be the only real silver lining there. But I don't trust him at all. Um, there's a reason why they traded for Sam Bradford when Teddy's knee blew up because they knew Sean Hill. This wasn't this was going to go sideways, so we gave up a first round pick for Sam Bradford. I honestly think that was a fight. Like you had to do that. The the team was built, and you had to make that move. Um, yeah, I, I I'd be curious on Kellen Mond. We've heard that name before too. I just think there's so many good. Also, yeah, day two, day three quarterbacks, and and my God, Rick Spielman loves the day three picks that you may as well take a chance on someone like that. And and also, if you're not going to have you know, more than one pick in the first 68 selections, you also have to always be looking for the next successor to Kirk Cousins. And if Kirk's really going to be here for two more years, you may as well start that process early and bring in a rookie and let him, let him learn. Like someone like Kellen Mond, too, who was very good at Texas A&M, and I could see that. Uh, what about you, Justin? Who should the Vikings prioritize to back up uh, Kirk Cousins? Should be someone in the draft? Is it someone you want to trade for? What would you do? Well, me personally... I would look in the free agency department. Um, I know Alex Smith may be tied to other places, but if I had my choice, it would definitely be Alex Smith because I don't think he would be in the position to pressure him too much for the starting spot. However, if Kirk Cousins were to go down for a game, we need somebody that can keep us winning, right? I'm a huge Zimmer guy. I'm a huge Spielman guy, and I'm also a bigger Kirk guy. And I think if Kirk were to ever go down, this team would be in major, major trouble. And with Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer being in the position that they're in this year, they may need to invest a little bit more in a backup quarterback because if Kirk were to go down, that may be their jobs right there. So I think ideally Alex Smith or even Teddy Bridgewater, you know, Mm -hmm. Teddy Bridgewater would be such an exciting pick or backup for us. The price probably a little bit too much, like you said earlier, um, but I don't really trust a backup quarterback or a free agent, or excuse me, a rookie quarterback. However, I do believe with the structure of our roster and our cap space right now, I do think that when the season starts, our backup quarterback will be Nate Stanley. Am I yeah. thrilled about that? <laughs> Not at and all. That- that's the other thing too, you know, like guys like like Jake Browning have been in the oh, he's been in the quarterback room for a while, and he was an expensive UDFA and all that. It's like 
There's a reason he's a UDFA. Like no one wanted him. Nobody wanted him. Like the exactly. Tony Romos, that, that that's a that's a needle in a haystack. That 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 does not happen. Um, I'd rather go with a rookie quarterback. It would be especially if you if it's a post first round pick. He's gonna be making like hundreds of thousands of dollars only. You know the Dak Prescott situation for the Cowboys the last few years. They've been able now he's getting paid obviously and he's deserving of it. However, he was making chump change beforehand, which was great for their roster. They're able to build up the roster around it. Um, and yeah, you know even if. Even if Mackie and Judd and myself can be harder on Kirk Cousins, we do know how important he is to the team. You also have to be planning for the backup situation. And if Sean Manning is that guy, you're it's toast. You're done. Um, and I I love the idea of developing a rookie, starting that process early. You know, I, I think the you know with with Rodgers in in Green Bay and them taking Jordan Love, that's its own disaster and hilarious fiasco. But at the same time, I'd rather see the Vikings take a chance on some rookie quarterback in the third round, fourth round. They have plenty of picks to do it. You may as well. It's the most important position in sports. You may as well stockpile assets and not be going after the Nate Stanleys, the UDFA Jake Brownings. Um, I like Alex Smith. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind that idea, uh, but I, I think the rookie is probably the best route to go for them. And because if it works out, you can also uh, uh, build up around them. This was a fun idea we had on uh, on Purple Daily yesterday's on yesterday's episode. And we were just talking favorite Vikings backup quarterbacks, and, and we had a little a tougher time with the criteria because like. Technically, guys like Randall Cunningham was a backup quarterback, but then he stepped in for Brad Johnson early in 98. He balls out. You know, the rest is history. You know, is is Case Keenum, does that count? Because he was only here for the one season. But there are so many hilarious backup quarterbacks and just quarterbacks this team has run out throughout. Uh, at least I'm 28 years old. Um, I, I've, I've seen a hilarious. I've almost had as many starting quarterbacks as I've had birthdays. But there's also been a good amount of backup quarterbacks like Spurgeon Wynn, Todd Bauman. Um, you could even throw Sean Hill in there. I want to know each of you who is your guys' favorite Vikings backup quarterback. We'll start with you, Colin. I mean, you were right on the Randall Cunningham when it came to talent. I mean, I think I was watching Mackie talk about Randall. Well, he's already established guy, but I'm like, dude, he was selling pools in Las Vegas. Like, he it wasn't like he was like he got picked up off of an NFL like flag football game in Las Vegas. Dennis Green game also. I mean, it's not like there's a high demand for him. So, I mean, to me, he's the most talented one. If there's a guy who I'd say is the journeyman guy, it's got to be Brad Johnson. I mean, Brad was literally a 12th round pick. He was the third stringer to Rich Gannon and Sean Salisbury. Then they brought in Jim McMahon. They brought in Warren Moon. He was a backup for those guys. And he finally, he paid his dues and did it. I'll tell you what, probably the one, and I it just this is just as recent as this last postseason. How about Taylor Heineke? Yeah, the guy was literally a Great practice ball. squad guy who was permanent on the practice squad. He legitimately actually gave the Buccaneers defense their toughest test of the playoffs, and mm-hmm. that includes Aaron Rodgers. He played his career game. I mean, I know it was only one game with him, but I find it ironic that the Redskins gave him a two-year contract after his one really solid performance. I mean, he was playing with nothing to lose. So I like his moxie, but Brad Johnson, to me, he's the ultimate professional. I waited it out. I waited for my chance, and I kind of got stunned when I broke my thumb. So yeah. <laughs> Brad well, I, Johnson. I, I think, you know, he broke his foot at training camp kicking in a window. Uh, he had a – I'm not insinuating what happened the night before, but I'm guessing he <laughs> – he had some trouble opening, finding his keys or losing his keys, and he broke his foot trying to get into training camp uh, a few years ago and was on the IR. And yeah, that's a really good one. We didn't even come up with that one. Gus Ferrat, 
uh, was mine. I love yeah. what Farrakh did in 04. He stepped in in 08 and led the team to a <clears> bunch <throat> of wins before T-Jack took things back over. Farrakh was mine. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What, what, what backup quarterback, do you, That what, what's the first one that comes to mind to you? Uh, Case Keenum. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I was – I cried. I cried when uh, the miracle happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, I tears, tears just rolling down my face. <laughs> oh my gosh, I felt like a big baby. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of um, the, the number one. But I thought about like because I was watching Mackie and Judd on um, Friday, and um, you guys talked about the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks and and I backup quarterbacks, and I honestly think would Keenan would be number one. And then uh, number two would be uh, Tavares Jackson because um, sure. he backed up Brett Favre for a couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three, Joe Webb. Uh, Joe Webb was actually oh, surprisingly a decent – I mean, I wouldn't say he was like the best quarterback in the world, but, I mean, he was decent for a backup, you know, and, and he could win us a couple games. And then number four, obviously Brad Johnson. I mean, that guy – gosh – yeah, he might have a rubber band arm, but uh, mm-hmm. you know he 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 could ball too. You know, it's 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 just you look back, and it's basically the guys that you know could step in and win you a game or two if your if your big guy went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember with Keenum too when they signed him going into that 2017 season. I remember thinking like, is he even going to make the roster? Like, you know, like, we know Sam Bradford's the starter. Teddy's coming off, you know, a, a gruesome leg injury, but he could potentially be the backup. I think there's even one other guy I'm forgetting to that was in the mix in training camp there as well. I was like, I, I, I could see a situation where they don't even keep Case Keenum. He doesn't make the 53. Then it works out. I mean, seriously, one of the best magical carpet ride seasons in, in NFL history. The miracle. Yes, it was. It was insane. Um, he is your George Washington on, on, on the backup list. What about you, Justin? What, who's your favorite Vikings uh, backup quarterback that you've seen in your lifetime? Well, when I think of backup quarterbacks, I always get a good chuckle and a really big laugh whenever I think about Josh Freeman when yeah. he played that oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> and I always like thinking about it just because of how bad it was. And it's just like, you, like I bring him up, you just laugh right away, right? That's the only thing you can do about it. But I'm right there with you, Declan. Actually, my favorite is actually Gus Farratt. And uh, like you said, back in 2004 when he stepped in and helped out Dante Culpepper. And then 2008, um, one of my favorite plays ever actually was back in the Metrodome on Sunday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. And Barry. he connected with Bernard Berrien for the 99 yard bomb. And <laughs> I just remembered that particular play. And I just like, I think it was the first 99 yard play I've ever seen in my life. And that right there, I was like, this guy is amazing. This guy should be our starting quarterback going forward. And that just, no, but, um, and then two, also one of my favorite highlights ever of Gus Farad or just in football history is mm-hmm. when he was with the Washington I should say the Washington football team now, but uh, when he was celebrating his touchdown and he ran headfirst into the sidelines there and pretty much concussed himself, I think is one of the greatest clips in all of NFL history. So I'm right there with you, Declan. I'd have to say Gus Farad. Fun fact, uh, when I, I don't play fantasy football anymore, but in 2008, I had like a, just a disaster. My team actually turned out pretty well, if I remember right, but I had a disastrous quarterback situation. Like I was starting a different quarterback every week. I think I took Carson Palmer, and he got hurt week one, and I was just rotating these random dudes in. Got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like I'm a Vikings fan. I want to watch the Vikings. I want the Vikings players on my team. Gus Farratt obviously is available in the fantasy football league. I'll take Gus Farratt, and I'll start him this week. 
And I also had Bernard Berrien. So I had Ferrat and Berrien oh, on that, that night, which like I think accumulated what it would be six plus four. It was like a 25 point swing on one play. You know, like it was like the, the most maximum one play situation you could probably have in like a standard ESPN league. <laughs> and I like, the, yes, the 99 yard touchdowns memorable, but for like me personally, I was throwing it back to me because I'm like, dude, how did you turn out that Gus for, like, I made a good case to make Gus Ferrat a starting quarterback at fantasy football for one week. Um, and yeah, the, the two games where he stepped in for Dante in 2004, I think he even won like player of the week. Like the dude balled out. He had like 400 some yards and four touchdowns. It was an awesome performance. Yeah, Gus Ferrat uh, is is definitely a, a legend. He's been on Score North and has helped us out a few times as a contributor uh, as well. All right, guys, I, I do say I always give out a uh, a winner for Vikings Vet Line today. Um, you get sixty seconds for your final take here. I, I, I metaphorically pass you my replica, uh, my replica, plastic replica of my universal title belt that Mackie <laughs> gave me before he left for Seattle. Um, I'm going to hand it out to Colin this week. Colin, you're our winner, so give me give me 60 seconds here. And by the way, this is not based because he's wearing a Ric Flair shirt, okay? Like, there's two people on this show who said they want to watch WrestleMania. So, Ryan, it, like, it's not a bias against WrestleMania, okay? I just want to make that very, very clear. Um, All right. But, Colin, I'll give you 60 seconds here uh, for one final take. All right. So first off, I want to give a shout out to a very good friend of mine who passed away this week. He's from the Lower East Side of St. Paul. A uh, guy named Eric Bezosa passed away from brain cancer. So tip of the cap to you, my friend. You're a good brother. Um, one big take that I'll put out there, there was a video of Rick Spielman at the BYU Pro Day. And I know you had mentioned some tackle prospects. If we stake at 14, very, watch very, very closely for the Vikings to trade back up in the second round to look at left tackle Brady Christensen from BYU. Blocked the blind side for Zach Wilson. There's a reason why he was there, and it wasn't to watch Zach Wilson. So I would right. love to see the Vikings take Trey Lance at 14. That would be a great story, and it would really push Kirk Cousins. But keep an eye on Brady Christensen in the second round. Yeah, I think uh, our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson threw that out as well, that when he was at that pro day, same thing, uh, that they, that he was there. I saw that one picture where Rick is, like, standing back behind Zach Wilson and, like, just like in creeper. Rick awe. Yeah, just creepy, really creepy, creepy Rick, you know, just being creepy <laughs> Rick. Um, but Christensen does – that's an intriguing one because, yeah, I don't think he's a he's, – he's not a first-round pick from what everyone's been no. telling. But um, but he could be someone you slide in and you find the second round and it wouldn't be bad at all. Like, if, if the Vikings went Barrett Tucker and even Brady Christensen with their first two picks, like – that's what I'm really curious about with this offensive line talks. Everyone says, fix the line, fix the line, fix the line. All right, here's the resources. Is this going to work? Like, we've, we've yeah. poured the resources in the offensive line. Either it works and Kirk is protected and it's great, or Kirk just is Kirk, and he's good, and he's and he's a good quarterback, but he doesn't rise up to the situation and isn't able to take the team to the next level. So I think it's a win-win situation if, you, if you're able to do that. Uh, Colin, Ryan, Justin, Thank you, dudes, for joining me. Um, if, if anyone watching right now, if you're not familiar with Vikings Vent Line, this is a live show every Sunday. We also do it after every Vikings game during the regular season with Mackie and Judd. We bring listeners onto the screen. We give them uh, time to do some takes. And we also do this off-season version as well on Sunday nights with myself. Um, if you want to get in, send me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll put you in queue. I'll get you lined up. Um, hit that subscribe button on our, on our Purple Daily podcast page, wherever you support us, Apple, Spotify, Score North. Thank you uh, for supporting us there. And uh, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Happy WrestleMania Day, everyone. Oh. And Ryan can't wait. And Skull. Oh. And Skull. <laughs>